All right, folks, welcome to Pickaxe and Roll, brought to you by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Blackburn, at NBA Blackburn on Twitter, part of the Mile High Sports Podcast Network, and I am excited to discuss day two of training camp here in San Diego. Not going to lie, I'm a bit contented out. There's been a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to go over. I've already posted on day two of training camp some of the sights and sounds from today over at milehighsports.com, so make sure to check that out. If you miss anything, it's all going to be on milehighsports.com, and I'm also going to do a daily podcast here. These ones aren't going to be as long. I'm thinking about 30 minutes on this one, just like I did for the last. It just makes sense because some of the content that we're going through is similar to the uh, days before and after. So I do think that I'll I'll share some of the uh, strict details from this one. But there's not a ton here that I think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, wow, such a revelation. But I'm going to do my best to share what I saw. All right. First segment, sights and sounds of day two. Definitely more excitement and good vibes today as you get into the building. This one started again a little bit late, just like yesterday. I got to the uh, gym at about 1240 p.m. p.t., and we were supposed to get in there at about 1. Ended up getting in there about one twenty or so. So they're going long. They're definitely trying to work out some of the kinks. My general feel is that when a practice like this goes long, unless they distinctly say we're going long because it was good, then it was usually we're going long because it was not great. And that kind of happened the previous day too. And I think it's mostly because of sloppiness. We'll get into that a little bit more in the second segment, but still the vibes were good. Energy level was high. Effort level was clearly high today as well. The Nuggets, they brought in uh, a caterer that did acai bowls. I thought that was pretty interesting and very Californian. I'd never had acai before, and media was actually able to get in on some of the action after the players and the staff all had their share. That was pretty fun. That was pretty good. I uh, I definitely enjoyed it. I got to talk today to Zeke Naji one-on-one about his work with the Naji Foundation and the courts that he's building in Nigeria. A full profile on that should go up exclusively on Mile High Sports pretty soon, so hopefully that goes up pretty soon. Probably not until tomorrow or Friday, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, pretty busy content especially over the course of these past few days. The Nuggets scrimmage today, once again. Uh, Usually they're going to finish up every practice with a scrimmage. It's one of the reasons why these practices go long. They didn't do it with KCP, though. KCP, he had a sore calf. Not sure which calf it was, but had a sore calf, had to sit out the scrimmage portion of the practice, and in his place, Bruce Brown played the two. I'm not sure how like which team won that practice or which team won that scrimmage, but I'll talk more about those teams in the third segment and why I think it's more I think it's more notable than maybe it seems at first glance. Jokic, Ish Smith, and Michael Malone spoke today. I know we're actually going to get Andre Miller tomorrow, so make sure to tune into that one. Jokic spoke today. He initially addressed the the baseball game that he went to with Ish Smith, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan uh, going to a Padres-Dodgers game. They took that in, had a good time. I saw some of the guys had 
Padres jerseys on. But I do think it's it's pretty interesting to see. Jokic's answer on that I thought was pretty fascinating. This wasn't the first baseball game he went to. The first baseball game he did attend was with Jameer Nelson. They went to a Phillies game, I believe, in Philly. I thought that was pretty interesting. Jameer's from Philly. He's a Philly guy. And Jokic, I think he definitely credits Jameer as one of the great veterans that he's had. Jameer was here during his rookie season and really showed, I think, a lot of these guys, especially the Jokic's and Murray's of the world, how to be veterans, how to be NBA players. And so it's very interesting to see that kind of come full circle. It was not lost on me that Jokic went with all three of the oldest guys on the team, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, Ish Smith. Felt like they just wanted to get away and Jokic wanted to be with the adults for a while, which is pretty funny. It's, it's definitely part of Jokic's personality. But he also spoke, and he spoke about the connection with Jamal Murray. That was pretty fun. It's always fun to hear from Jokic specifically about how this connection looks. And today he said that it was like basically like riding a bike. That's not what he said specifically, but it was like they picked up where they left off. And he said it was pretty easy, which that's a, that is a nice, nice touch. It should be pretty easy with those two. There are not a lot of teams in the NBA that have the personnel to guard both of those players at the same time. There may not be any teams that can guard both of those players at the same time. But given that, and given what the Nuggets are dealing with right now, having to get back a whole bunch of players, it's nice to be able to rely rely on Old Faithful, where you have Jokic and Murray. They can just run their two-man game. And Malone spoke about that as well. We'll talk about that next. But it's just nice to be able to re- to go back to the basics, to go back to what's familiar. And this is clearly a familiar thing. I sort of felt this way when I heard that, hey, Jamal is progressing. That's what you want to see. You want to see them be able to pick up right where they left off. And I think it's one of the reasons why Denver, they're going to start better than a lot of people think. Even though Murray's coming back pretty slowly, even though Porter still has to be worked back in, I do think that they're going to start pretty strong. And then Jokic also spoke about training camp. Spoke about, hey, what's the use for you for training camp? What's the what's the biggest thing for you and what you can take away? And Because he doesn't really need it. He's clearly very good, as Christian Brown was able to say on Tuesday. I would definitely I would definitely say that the biggest thing for Jokic that he said today was that it's nice to get connections with those new guys, but also to reestablish connections with Jamal, with Mike. He named those guys specifically as he's playing with the starters. He also talked he he mentioned KCP and Aaron Gordon too, but mostly KCP, Yo, uh, Jamal and Mike because he hadn't played with them last year. So it's nice to be able to see that group specifically develop some chemistry. And if that comes together pretty quickly, Denver's going to win a lot of games because that's the unit that Denver's going to use most if they possibly can. Ish Smith also spoke. I don't really have anything specific for Ish Smith, but he did say he did 
want us to talk about Family Feud. He wants to be on Family Feud. It would be cool if if Denver won the title, then Ish Smith would definitely be calling up Steve Harvey and be like, okay, we want to be on Family Feud, the Denver Nuggets. We want to be here, and he would be the team captain, no doubt. He wants to do it so bad. It's really funny. But I really like his personality. I like what he's all about. He is the consummate veteran. And Matt Moore at HP Basketball on Twitter, he's been a big fan of Ish Smith for a long time. And I can see why. I can see why you'd like to have somebody like this in the locker room, in and around the, the young players, being able to help out, impart his wisdom, understand what it takes to be in this league for a long time. Ish Smith is all about it. And it's nice to see that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to discuss what Michael Malone had to say today and kind of the main story, which was chemistry. But first, football is back and nobody is more excited than your friends at Superbook Sports. Superbook is bringing Vegas style wagering to the palm of your hands. And now they will match 100% of your first bet up to $1,000, no matter if the bet wins or loses. You don't have to be at the stadium to enjoy football this fall. Just visit Superbook.com or download the Superbook Colorado app right now and start getting in on all of the action. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Pickaxe and Will Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Appreciate all the love and support on the program, as always. Everybody has been so supportive, both of the writing and of the podcasting, as I've been here in San Diego. Really makes me feel good. Really makes me feel like I'm doing something helpful for the Nuggets community. And wanted to share, wanted to give everybody kind of a window into what's going on, and hopefully I'm able to do that. All right, let's talk about what Michael Malone had to say today. First is on Jamal Murray. He mentioned Jamal and how he has said that he hasn't felt fully 100% yet. I hear that, and I hear what people have to say kind of about that. It doesn't mean that Jamal isn't going to play on opening night. It doesn't even mean that he's not going to play on preseason. I think that Jamal's going to play. I think he's in line to play. I think he knows it's time. And that he's going to get out there. And he's going to have to start trusting his knee. And he's going to have to start trusting it sooner rather than later. I am um, I definitely think that with what, what Michael Malone is saying, Jamal's progressing well. He said, and I quote, It brings back so many good memories about Jokic and Murray being out there on the court together. They're going through their stuff. They're going, they're having chemistry. They are making sure to iron out all the kinks. They're doing so pretty early. There's still going to be a lot that they're going to have to navigate, but Jokic said the same thing that it's just really, really nice to get out there and play with his buddy Jamal. Those guys know how to play with each other, and they've made it work for a long, long time. They've been through wars together, they, they know how this goes. 
and so it's nice to get back into training camp. I think that we're going to see something similar during preseason this year, where those guys, it's going to look like fine wine. They're going to play, and it's going to look really easy and fun. Mike Mullen also shared, though, that they got to limit the mistakes better. That there's been a lot of discussion about mistakes and what it means to have high efforts, but also to have high execution on top of it. The Nuggets really struggled to get that high execution. Not really surprised. It's the second day of training camp. They have eight new players, lots of guys coming back that haven't been there. So it's not a surprise to hear that, okay, the, the sloppiness needs to get to get a little bit better. But you can tell that Michael Malone is holding them to a much higher standard than he ever has before. He wants them to be operating at championship capacity. And one of the best ways to do that is to limit your mistakes, is to be on the same page. It's not just, hey, we got crossed up and we turned the ball over. It's, hey, we have to be focused on these defensive rotations. We have to make sure that we know all of our defensive assignments. We have to know where to stand on the floor, to know when to cut, when exactly to do it. So I'm not surprised that it's been a little bit slow. And I'm not surprised that Michael Malone has had this response. He knows that the effort has been high. He knows the players are trying. It's going to take some time. But I also think that with some of the veterans that are on here, we'll talk about that just in a little bit, that that eases the transition just a little bit. He's impressed with Zeke Naji, And part of what's going on with the scrimmage lineups that have been going down, Zeke Naji hasn't been out there. I'll talk about that in the third segment. But Michael Malone went out of his way today to credit Zeke Naji. Zeke's injury definitely made things difficult for him. And it made things difficult on Michael Malone to trust him immediately when he got back last year. There was a lot of pressure put onto Zeke. And it sounds like Zeke has responded pretty well. He's put in a ton of work. Michael Malone said that he was very impressed with his, with his work ethic, with the performances that he's put on in the first two days. And I'm not surprised in any way, shape, or form. But to go back to the vets, Malone talked about how he gets to lean on their experience a little bit. Joker talked about how the vets kind of get the young guys through some of these drills that they know what to do and know how to be. Ish Smith, veteran himself, says said that he's been through this before, said that he understands the process, but also what young players are thinking during this time. What all three of those answers kind of combine together and tell me is that the Nuggets have been missing having an extra vet or two around. Sure, it's been nice to have Paul Millsap. It's nice to have Jeff Green. They've had those guys over the course of multiple years. But having layers of experience and multiple guys at different positions that you can really rely upon for sage wisdom, advice, and just how to play, that's really, really important. Those guys don't always have to play either. They have, they, a lot of them are comfortable not playing. Ish Smith said, hey, come what may, I'll, I'll be, I'll be okay. DeAndre Jordan's going to be in that situation too, in all likelihood. Jeff Green may take some time off, and he's probably going to be okay with that after starting 60 games last year. Those guys, they've all been through this before. They understand the process, 
And I have no doubt that this is going to be something that helps Michael Malone greatly. Michael Malone has definitely had it up to here, and I'm gesturing very high right now, he's had it up to here with trying to coach young teams. Every single season, he's had to work in young players that don't really know what they're doing. He's had to be a teacher rather than a coach. And while he can be both, and while he has shown the ability to be both, he also knows that young teams don't often win titles. It's the veterans that win them. It's the teams that are surrounded with players that know what they're doing. I think people talk about the Warriors as kind of this young up-and-coming team. They had Sean Livingston, Andrew Bogut, David Lee. They had uh, Leandro Barbosa. When they ultimately won it, they had so many veterans surrounding Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And those guys had all played several years of college ball It was and had multiple seasons in the NBA too. It wasn't like they were fresh off like a freshman season at Duke. Those guys have all had all had experiences. They all made it work. And for the Nuggets, last year, Bones was a rookie. A couple seasons before that, Michael Porter was getting his first major time. A couple seasons before that, Jamal Murray was first coming into his own. A couple seasons before that, Jokic was a rookie and still didn't really understand how to play defense. So it's been a process. It's been a process of helping guys grow up, know exactly what they need to do. And it's one of the reasons why I I kind of understand why he's gone with the vets and really leaned on the vets during this early part of the process. As the young players sort of prove themselves, they'll be able to step in. But until then, Denver has a good enough team that they can just rely on the players that know what to do. And that's fine, especially early on in the season. Let's take a break. When we come back, we are going to wrap up with kind of a closer look at these bench lineups. We'll be right back. Alright, we're back. Pickaxe and roll. Ryan Blackburn here. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Let's wrap this up by talking about the scrimmage lineups just a little bit. As I mentioned before, Bruce Brown replaced KCP in the scrimmage starting lineup that Denver had. KCP out with a sore calf. Not sure which one. And so Bruce was playing with the core four. Murray, Bruce Brown, Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Nicole Jokic. It's a pretty awesome lineup, let's be honest. Like That is a great, great group right there that does things well on both ends of the floor. I had also heard that Michael Porter had a much better day two today than day one. Apparently, his day one was not good, and that his day two was better, but there's probably some nerves there. There's probably some excitement there, uh, and also some tentativeness, maybe, about just how to kind of fit back into the team product. He's got a lot of pressure on himself, but Bruce Brown, he fits in really well with that kind of group. He's going to defend the opposing team's lead ball handler. He can cut and screen and do a lot of things kind of off ball for what the Nuggets need to do 
with Jokic, Murray, and Porter. And he kind of doubles as a smaller Aaron Gordon in a lot of different ways. But he's a better outside shooter than he he definitely lets people know. He's a better outside shooter than a lot of people remember. Michael Malone said that today too. Thought that was pretty interesting. But the bench lineup, once again, did not include Zeke Naji. You had Bones Highland, Christian Brown, Davon Reed, Jeff Green, and DeAndre Jordan. Couple vets, the young guy in Bones, and introducing the rookie into things. Not really surprised that this is going the way that it has, but I do think that it is intentional that Zeke has not been in the lineup quite yet. This is a nod to the vets, where Jeff Green's been there, DeAndre Jordan's his friend, he's also the guy that the Nuggets signed to be a backup center candidate, so he's getting the first crack at it. Michael Malone is hoping that Zeke Naji takes that personally, and I think he's done it. Zeke's had a really, really good first two days. He's played with a lot of ferocity, played with some physicality, some passion. Michael Malone said he's finishing, he's screening well, he's rolling to the rim, he's also knocking down his shots, and he's doing the defensive switching that I think a lot of people want to see him do. That's what you're hoping for. And he's going to play things in a little bit of a, a completely different way, I think, than DeAndre Jordan. But that's probably better. It's probably closer to what the Nuggets need where he can roll to the rim, but more more often than not, he's going to try to space the floor, give Bones Highland as much space as possible, Bruce Brown as much space as possible. That's a good thing. But I think this is intentional. I think Michael Malone's playing a little bit of chess here, that he wants Zeke to show something that he hasn't really shown in the first two seasons in Denver. Kind of that passion, that passionate energy where take something personally. You kind of get a little bit mad, a little bit angry. Zeke doesn't strike me as that guy. Maybe I don't know him well enough. Maybe I haven't watched him close enough. But I don't think that he's really that guy that takes things personally like that. And Michael Mullen wants to turn him into that. to give him some nasty which I'm not surprised. I think that makes a lot of sense for a player like Zeke. It's kind of just what he needs. So we're going to have to see what this ultimately turns into, what the bench ultimately looks like. But if it does look like Bones, ultimately Bruce Brown, Davon Reed, Jeff Green, and DeAndre Jordan, that's a fine lineup. It'll probably get Denver through some minutes. But Michael Malone did mention one other thing about the rotation today. And maybe it was today, maybe it was yesterday. These days are blending together, I'm sorry. But he did say that Bones and Jamal will also get looks together. They're also going to have to start feeling comfortable together. Could that be a prelude to Jamal maybe staggering with the bench a little bit? Where you get Bones, Jamal, Bruce Brown, and then two bigs? That wouldn't surprise me in any way, shape, or form. I think that the Nuggets are going to need to find ways to have all three of their top scorers with that bench unit. I've talked about this before, where you come up with lineups for Nikola Jokic and the bench. I think that that lineup would make sense if it was Bones, Bruce Brown, 
Davon Reed, I guess Jeff Green, and Nikola Jokic. That makes sense. What about a lineup that includes Bones, Jamal Murray, Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, and Zignaji? Think that lineup makes sense too. What about a lineup that includes Bones, Bruce Brown, Davon Reed, or actually Christian Brown, Michael Porter, and DeAndre Jordan? So you've got the rim runner that you want, but you've also got the two dynamic scorers that you're looking for with Bruce or with uh, Bones Highland and Michael Porter. There's a lot to like about all those combinations, and I do think that Denver is going to play around with just about all of them. That's what training camp is for. That's what preseason is for. The Nuggets need to know what combinations they can go to. But one thing is for certain. Right now, the chemistry isn't where it needs to be. Right now, the Nuggets are just looking to try to form chemistry with their starters and with their bench. Jokic, Murray, Porter, Gordon, and KCP. Those guys have all played together. And then it was Bruce Brown in place of KCP. But that's going to be the primary group. And it would not surprise me if that lineup basically plays 24 out of 48 minutes on game one. Where then you'll get, if, if let's say Jamal only plays those 24 minutes... It's the first and last six minutes of each half. Then in between that is going to be where it gets a little bit weird. We're just going to have to figure out how that works, what that's going to look like. But we'll have plenty of time on that for now. That is going to do for this episode of Pickaxe and Roll brought to you by Superbook Sports. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Tomorrow should be hearing from Andre Miller, the new head coach of the Grand Rapids Gold and should be hearing from some other guys, including Michael Porter Jr. Should be a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you guys very soon.